Welcome to the Home Inspector Marketing Podcast. Because you're a home inspector looking to increase your sales, improve your cash flow, and boost your bottom line, you are in the right place. For additional training resources on how you can grow your home inspection business, go to microreturns.com right now. And now, here's the podcast. Hi, this is Mike Crow, and I run a home inspection business. In fact, I've run a couple of home inspection businesses. The true joy for me, though, has been helping literally thousands of home inspectors build really solid home inspection businesses as well. We can help a single man operation be able to do over $300,000 a year, maybe all the way up to $400,000 a year as a single inspector operation. Even better for me is the 80 plus companies that we have helped be able to build million dollar home inspection businesses. I would like to help you be able to do the same thing. Today, we have a selection from a presentation that Mike gave in 2015 on the book, How to Work Your Competition into the Ground and Have Fun Doing It. Enjoy the segment and remember, if you have any questions for Mike, you can email us at hello at coachblueprint.com. How to work the competition into the ground and have fun doing it. I'm kind of a competitive guy. Anybody out here competitive? Yeah. Cool. I'm thinking about having game night at my house so I can play Monopoly again because nobody in my family will play Monopoly with me anymore. (laughs) Can we have the PowerPoint, please? So I want you to understand that it's okay to be competitive. And I get some people give me a hard time about blow your competition away. Look, that's their problem. When I play Monopoly, do I play to win or do I play to make them feel good? I play to win. When I got four kids sitting around the table that need to be fed and I got a wife that needs to have a house, do I play to win or do I play to make somebody else in the world feel good? Yep. Now, I will tell you, once I have that, I discovered the more money you make, the more people you can help. But it's just like in the airplane. You've got to put the air mask on yourself first, okay, and make sure you take care of yourself. So I started studying this book. Here's what you're going to learn out of this book. Anyone can become a great worker. People are trying to tell you it's okay. You don't need to work that hard. That, my friends, is bogus. Once you learn to work effectively, it actually becomes fun. It becomes fun. You get to a point where it becomes fun. I got to a point where I loved going into inspections. I got to a point where I loved and actually went and wanted to walk in and out of real estate offices. I got to a point where I loved going to the office at 4 a.m. in the morning. Well, no, not really. But anyway, (laughs) but the bottom line is you start loving what you do. You know why? Because you're good at it. You get good at it. And it makes all the difference with all of those pieces out there. And you, I want you to have fun with what you're doing. Now, here's the problem is doing inspections gets to be fun, but now you got to become a manager. And you got to learn how to be a manager. Do you know I had to drag Krista and Jonathan's butt out of doing work in the company to get them to start working on being a manager? And at the beginning, it weren't fun. I had to hire three people to replace Krista because she was so good at what she did. Jonathan had to hire four inspectors to replace him because of what he did out there. But neither one of them wants to go back and do that part anymore because what they do now is fun. And by the way, I also get another really silly statement sometimes that just messes my mind up, and and that is, I actually actually had people tell me, Mike, you would do this even if you didn't get paid. 
And you know what I told him? I said, that is bogus. <laughs> I would be sitting at the movies if I weren't getting paid. I'd be sitting in Mexico if I weren't getting paid. I'd be going back to Israel with Susan if I weren't getting paid. So don't let anybody tell you, oh, you don't need to get paid as much as you do. You don't need that much money. It's just not real, okay? So the real secret of success is there's no secret at all. No secret at all, okay? It's effective work. 95% of successful people agree that if you set realistic goals for yourself and work hard to achieve them, you will almost invariably succeed. It just sounds so simple, doesn't it? But you know what? You had a couple of great speakers yesterday tell you how people will go, hmm, committed or interested. Are you interested in being successful or are you committed to being successful? Your actions will tell people which one. He actually came up with something called gymnastics, and it says the minute you start measuring work, you, your productivity will, what's that word? All right, one more time. What's that word? Your productivity will automatically increase. Automatically. I like automatically. I don't know how many of you, how many of you learned to drive a standard car? Yep, okay. I taught Jonathan, I taught Krista. Alex, did I teach you? I started to stop teaching them at some point. I did, okay? But Elizabeth, I haven't taught to do it. You know why? Because everything's automatic now, okay? Uh, but it's so important. I want you to understand the moment you start measuring stuff automatically increases. So I measure all kinds of numbers that would blow your mind. You saw it yesterday, right? How many online orders? How many uh, perceptionist orders? Okay, and by the way, last night we got this amazing email from our office. They scheduled 20 plus jobs yesterday and had a 100% kill ratio. And I said, wow, I'll brag on that. It's a good thing they didn't have 40% kill ratio. We wouldn't be talking about it at all. We'd be talking about we're going to be hiring new people. But you know what Jonathan did? Jonathan put up that big board and person, every person's name is up there, and every order that's taken or not taken, it measures their kill ratio in front of them all day long. And when, they're, and when, it's, when it's good, 80% or above, it's green. And when it's 79% uh, down to, what is it, Jonathan, 60%, it's yellow. And if it's under 60% kill ratio, it's red. And they all know where they're at, okay? And me, I just go in and stand at the board now so I don't have to ask anymore and go, wow, you guys are doing pretty good today. Well, most of you. <laughs> all right? Start by dividing your work up to bite sizes. Start measuring small things. You know one of the things that just absolutely ticks me off to no end? And that's people that say, hey, make a list of what you need to do. And they pull out this legal size pad, right? And they make three stinking pages of stuff they got to get done. I'm thinking to myself, are you out of your ever-loving mind? That's, that's ridiculous. And so you need to make sure you break it up into bite sizes. And then how long will it take to get that done? Jonathan, how long will that take to render that video? Jonathan, at the beginning, years ago, would say, I don't know. You know what I told him? Guess. All right, I think it'll take an hour. Come back in an hour. <sighs> it's going to take five hours. Whoa! But you know what? Now he knows the number, right? Because we guessed the first time. You're going to have a lot of things where you're going to guess at it. 
And then you're going to get a stopwatch and you're going to start making it real. I tell people I inspect a kitchen in five minutes and they like freak out on me. Okay? I did a video of it, by the way, and we put it out on InterNACHI's website at one point, and people were still telling me that was like the, one of the best videos they've ever looked at. They've never learned, no one's ever taught them how to inspect a kitchen in five minutes. Most people, the average inspector takes 20 minutes to inspect a kitchen. And they tell me, then it tells me, you know, they've got four hours, five hours doing inspections. It takes me about an hour and a half to two hours. An hour per thousand square feet is the number that me and my dad learned. How did I figure that out? I measured it, okay? So then what happens is you start setting higher expectations so that you can move on. Motivation is the next part that John T. Malloy talked about in his book. People are more productive when they're taught to work and are rewarded for working. Do you reward yourself for working? I am so thrilled to hear that because the average person beats themselves up for working. I don't beat myself up. I remind myself and I remind everybody in my circle of the rewards. Last year we did the year of Disney. Four generations of my family went to Disney World over a period of 50 some days. Krista spent 50 some days at Walt Disney World last year. Oh, and by the way, we still grew 40%. Okay? Me and Susan went there 40-some days, but then we went and spent two weeks in Israel and then spent a week in New York. So have slogans for yourself. Can I push myself a little bit further in front of you guys without being absolutely over-the-edge corny for you? I was in band. Susan was in band. By the way, all four of my kids were in band, okay? Band teaches a lot of cool stuff. So does football and so does a bunch of other sports. In band, I played an instrument. Some of you know what it is. Those of you that know, because I've told you, don't, don't speak up just yet. Any idea what instrument I played in band? Who has a guess? Trumpet? Clarinet? Piccolo? You played tuba, didn't you? No, I thought you told me you did at one point, so I apologize. I played the tuba. I weighed 97 pounds. You ever seen a big white sousaphone wrapped around a small kid? That was me. Do you know why I played the tuba? Because they gave it to me for free. Because I was broke. I couldn't afford an instrument. Okay? But I wanted to be in the band so bad. I did whatever it took. And I had so much fun being there. You do whatever it takes when it's something really matters to you. So I have slogans, and I learned them from being in the band, from being in the football stands, from listening to the cheerleaders. Gotta love cheerleaders. Everybody needs a cheerleader, okay? Susan's my number one cheerleader. She's also, as we discovered last year, my trophy wife. You bet, okay? And so, I'm hesitating here because I'm, I'm going to be embarrassed, but I want to share something with you. I want to make sure you, you hear it. So I took one of those cheers, and I, I embedded it into myself. Now, how many of you ever heard cheerleaders go, let's go, let's go, L-E-T-S-G-O? 
Anybody ever heard that from cheerleaders or not? If you haven't, you're just not watching enough sports, okay? Trust me, it's like one of their favorite cheers. And every game, every game, they did it at least once, if not three times, and I started learning that. When I went to work, I made that my personal slogan. Let's go, let's go, L-E-T-S, Joe. My whole philosophy was how hard, how fast could I work? Because my dad had already taught me how to do that, and I talked about it last year with that silly sand pal of his, you know, that I thought I'd just prove to him it would kill me if I did it. It didn't kill me, and I learned out I could work a little harder. So I have a slogan for myself. The question is, do you have a slogan for yourself? Do you have something you say that just, just like puts more adrenaline into what you do? And if you don't, find one, Okay. Motivational tapes, all the time. I own all of Zig Ziglar's stuff. I own all of Jim Rohn's stuff. I own all of Brian Tracy's stuff. I own all of so many people's stuff you can't even begin to imagine. I have a library that would just like mind boggle the most of you. And I got demotivated about four or five years ago because as Texas Spec was growing and everything, okay, I had to pack up over half my library and put it in storage. Now, Christian Jonathan tried very well to try to help me feel better about this, and we labeled every box with everything that was in it. And I took uh, one of our people, I think it was Stephen the other day, one of our new folks, and I said, see that whole wall in that storage unit, 20 feet deep in all those boxes? I said, that's my part of my library, okay? This is just like 1% of my library to give you an idea that I bring every year just so you can get a feel for it. And then something strange happened this year. In 25 years that we've lived in our house, no one has ever moved around me. And then the people next door moved. And I went, woohoo! And I bought their house. <laughs> and I'm putting my library back up. Go find a mentor that will give you positive messages. Belong to a group that believes and teaches productivity as positive. This is not me saying this. This is John T. Malloy. John T. Malloy was a consultant. And every time he took on a consultant job, one of the things that he did was he said, you have to send somebody to me to work on the research project with me. And every time one of these companies sent somebody, do you think they sent their best? Nope. Turned out not so much. And he had to train every single one of these young people how to work. And what he figured out was how to help people learn to work better. And one of the things he figured out was belong to a group that believes and teaches productivity is positive. Even successful people complain about the pain and the effort, but you know what? They take so much pride in their accomplishments, pain and effort don't count. The pain and suffering, like for an athlete. How many of you worked out and got up the next day and went, oh, oh, oh that hurts? I want you to understand, just because you complain and whine about something doesn't mean you're not going to do it again. Doesn't mean it was bad. You're just recognizing the effort it took to become a better person. If you're scared to be in front of a group of people speaking, I understand that. I almost fainted the first time I did it. I'm not going to tell that story because I've told it so many times, but trust me. And now people think, man, you're just a natural in front of people. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah, you know. And I love what Jay said, right? Or, or maybe it was, I, I'm getting them mixed up. Their, their messages are so powerful. Maybe, in fact, it was Jen, right? Not nervous. The other word is? Excited. excited. When I learned that excited is so much, it just replaces nervous, I get excited. 
when I'm in front of a group of people and I have a chance to speak with them now, okay? They look at things differently and they work until the job is done. Most of you don't know this, but my dad was a truck driver, okay? And he worked on the dock at Central Freight Lines here in Texas for like 30 years, okay? I mean, he worked at the dock and then he eventually, he, he, they, they allowed him to train himself to drive. Back then, you didn't have to have a CDL, okay? Can you imagine that, okay? And so he did that. But you know what? You weren't allowed to go home until the dock was empty. So when you came into work that day, it wasn't, oh, it's five o'clock, I'm out of here. But that's the way the rest of the world works. It doesn't work that way for you guys. You work until the job is done. It's important. Poor workers, yeah, they work towards good enough. Yeah, that was good enough. And by the way, I want you to know good enough at some point, you got to get it out the door. I get that. But when you think good enough is good enough and you're done, that's when you lose. I want to make sure you guys see something very, very powerful. See it way over here? Whoops, I'm clicking stuff. I'll go back. See this over here? It says we help people help themselves. You should go take a picture of that. You should look at it. It hangs in our office. We all gathered around that poster and we all read it this morning in unison before we started our show today. And one of the things it says on there is that we will improve as we move forward. Krista, what's the exact words on that? We constantly improve. So it's kind of a cool thing. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. And as a friendly reminder, if you're looking to increase your sales, improve your cash flow, and boost your bottom line as a home inspector, go to microreturns.com right now.